Today on this episode of Awaken to Grace, my wife Sadie is going to talk about a session that she led at our most recent marriage conference, and it was a session on praying for your spouse. You know, while most, uh, I think, especially uh, believers, while most spouses do pray for one another, very rarely do spouses pray together? And Sadie led a session on the power of praying together with your spouse. So Sadie, explain to us today, what is the difference between simply praying for your spouse on your own individually, and what happens when spouses pray together? Well, when I was, um, when we were talking about just how we were going to lay the marriage conference out and and what sessions needed to happen, I was really, um, really, really pushing toward two sessions, um, intimacy and prayer. And you wouldn't think that they go hand in hand, but they kind of do. And um, I, so a while back I was convicted. Um, Chad asked me um, how, how many times I pray for his vision. And I was convicted because I really didn't. Um, I just stopped praying for it and, um, I was content in our walk and, um, that didn't mean that I wasn't praying for Chad, but I was, I wasn't praying for him about something huge. And, um, so that's why this session was so, so special to me is because I, obviously I knew that that was a weight in his heart, but I had just forgotten to pray for his baggage. And, um, I would pray these prayers God make him bold, God give him wisdom, God give him discernment. But those were just kind of lackluster prayers. I wasn't specifically praying for the things that he needed. I wasn't praying for the things that were weighing on his heart. While my prayers were sincere and good, I wasn't giving him bold, specific prayers. And so um, that's why this session is kind kind of special to me. So you were telling me, of course, in in the actual conference, you and I did a session together, which is going to be in this podcast series. We did a session together on the marriage bed, on intimacy, right? And then later that day, your session on praying together, which again, we'll talk more about that, really is one of the most intimate things a marriage can do. Tell our listeners about the family that came up to you who so enjoyed the session. <laughs> <laughs> so prayer is, um, I think in, prayer leads to a, a deeper intimacy together. And um, when you are open and vulnerable and you are praying prayers over one another, um, it, it, it leads to intimacy. And so that's one of the things that I talked about during my session and, uh, uh, about a week later, I had a wife come up to me and she said, I was so uncomfortable in your session. She said, that's something that me and my husband, we just we just don't do it. And you thought she was talking about the <laughs> physical intimacy I session, right? I thought that right? she was talking about intimacy. And I was like, wow, you have a kid, so <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. But she was being serious. She, she, I, I don't, later in the conversation, it clued me in that she was talking about my prayer session. I was like, sister girl, you weren't talking about intimacy? You were talking about prayer? <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah. And so one of the things that I had that I challenged each of the couples to do was to sit together um, hand in hand, talk about what was weighing on their hearts and just pray over each other. And I challenged them to do that 10 minutes a day for 10 days. And um, her and her husband were 
were doing that and she couldn't believe just what um, a difference it made in their in their lives and in and, and, and in their intimacy. I had another family come up to me who she said they were celebrating that weekend. They were celebrating their 20th year wedding anniversary. And she told me that in 20 years, she said, now, Chad, I know that my husband prays for me. But she said in 20 years of marriage, I've never heard him pray out loud for me. And she said, when we sat there and held hands and I heard my husband pray to God for me, she said, I just wept and wept and wept. She said it was the greatest gift he could have ever given me. It was such a sweet, sweet time. Mm. I, every, we had, this was a rotating session. So I had three different groups at different times. And I swear I got teary eyed every single time. I would just look around the room and I would see couples laughing together, couples crying together, and then couples, uh, of course, praying together. And um, they were couples in every walk of life. So um, our older couples, I mean, you, you think that they, they just, they've been together for 50 years and you assume that they've got everything together. And, and even they were just like, we've never really prayed together. And it made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And, and, and think about this. Why does praying together with one another, why does that create such intimacy? Because again, how has God designed marriage? God has designed man and woman to be one flesh. It's about oneness. That's what we've talked about throughout this entire podcast series. It's what we talked about throughout the whole marriage conference. God has designed marriage between one man and one woman to reflect the Trinity, to reflect the oneness of God. Deuteronomy, I believe it's chapter 6, verse 4, says that God is one. And Genesis 2, 24 says that, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife so that they may be one flesh. So when you pray together, when you touch and agree together in prayer, God's designed that to be an incredibly intimate and incredibly powerful thing. What you're doing in your marriage is you're cultivating oneness. You're just creating a better atmosphere for you two to be one, not just one as in getting the task done, getting the mortgage paid, getting the kids where they're going, getting things done in life. You're becoming one spiritually. Yeah, and I think that uh, we get in just such a routine and such a rhythm that we get in ruts. And we don't really know what's going on. Like we know what ha- what's happening in the day to day, but we don't really know what's going on in our spouse's heart. Mm-hmm. Like what baggage they're carrying around and what's weighing them down. And, so, and, and that and that's how families get into being roommates, right? Yeah. You get so busy, you go at such a neck breaking pace. Or you just settle into a routine. You know, I heard the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association the other day give a statistic that sixty nine percent of people say they are stuck in a routine. And so that's I think that's how husbands and wives they build a home together, they build a life together, they raise children together. Uh, at the end of the day, they're just roommates. They're strangers living under one roof. Why? Because oneness is not truly cultivated. Yeah, I I am I get antsy when I get out of rhythm and out of routine. I like structure with four kids and everything that's on our plate, I get overwhelmed if our 
daily routine is thrown off. So um, it's just about making prayer part of that rhythm and part of that routine, making intentional decisions about putting Christ first in your marriage and making Christ the center and growing together through prayer and making that part of your rhythm. And and I think sometimes, you know, families think, if well, if I'm going to do that, then that means we have to pray for an hour together. Or that means that we have to carve out another block of time. No, you know, I know from my life, when Paul instructs us in Thessalonians, I think it's 5.17, pray without ceasing. Well, what does that mean? I think that means that you always have a spirit of prayer about you. Your, your spirit is always in tune. It's always turned on to the Holy Spirit. And I think it means that you live life in a presence of prayer. You just, uh, prayer's always, uh, you know, it's just, it's just part of your daily life. It's not, it's not a chore. It's not a block. It's not a time slot. It's part of who you are. And I think another thing, when couples, it makes them anxious and it makes them feel uncomfortable when they're praying together. I think that, especially here in the Southern Bible Belt, I think that we've been raised that prayer comes with like fancy words mm. and it has a cadence to it. And I think that overwhelms us. And I opened this podcast up in prayer and I said, Lord, you know, I'm grumpy. <laughs> so when you're, when you're honest with the Lord and when you're open with the Lord, you don't, you're talking to him as I mean, he's your father. He's your dad. He's right here in the room with you. You don't have to use the biggest words that I can't even think of right now. You can just talk to him about your marriage. Talk to him about how you want him to move and and what burdens he needs to bear that you can't that you can't carry anymore. You were grumpy this morning. I was grumpy. Shoo. I was grumpy yesterday morning. That's because of the way you woke me up. I haven't been I grumpy. I sang you a Jesus song. I didn't want to be sung to. Okay. I haven't been grumpy at all this week. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to uh, just touch on um, the power that pray, praying together brings in a marriage. Um, let's go to Matthew 18. Um, we're in chapter 18, verse 18. It says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So what, what does that tell us about the power that comes when we touch and agree and when we're honest um, with each other when we're honest with the Lord in prayer the power that comes with that I mean it's it's the power to move mountains in your marriage so if you're if you're struggling in that area of of praying together don't don't forget that that it's not you and it's not about you it's it's when you two touch and agree there's the Lord that's what scripture tells us God is right there in our midst as we're as we're committing to like like Sadie said we challenged our couples to do 10 minutes for 10 days or as, as we committed ourselves to those 10 days there the Lord was with us 
right there in our midst. Uh, Kayla and I, my wife, we we just every night before we w- we went to bed, right there in bed, we just held hands and and leaned up against the headboard, and we just we prayed together. And we believe the Lord. There's there's big decisions that that are coming up in our lives, and we're believing God for those things. And and it's so amazing to see just in our marriage how we've already believed for big things, and we're watching them happen. And now we're believing for more big things. And there's a confidence that has come through that, through touching and agreeing, being faithful to commit to that, watching God move. And then now that confidence that's there when we are praying, not only are we believing God for movement, we've already seen it. So we're coming just, you know, through this incredible season in our life where we're expecting the Lord to move. And if, and if, and if uh, that looks different than what we expect, well, because we have prayed together, because we do believe together, we're going to give him the glory for that too. Yeah, just sets your your marriage on the same page and on the same tone when you are when you're doing those things together well i I think something that we forget too as married couples is that we're far more than physical bodies we are a soul and what we're talking about this intimacy that comes through prayer this touching and agreeing we're getting into areas of the soul and I think what happens is, again, busyness is such a trap in marriages today. Uh, we get so busy. You know, I, I heard uh, Doctors Lesson, Leslie Parrott, who I love their work. I follow, I read many of their books and follow their work closely. And, and I'm, they said, and I loved this, someday is the saddest word in the English language. Someday. Someday never comes. And what happens is as couples, we say, someday we're going to slow down. Someday we're going to take a vacation. Someday we're going to go on date night. Someday we're going to get more spiritual or more serious with the Lord. And someday never comes. Someday we're going to save more money. Someday never comes. You have to begin today. And I think what what is key to remember is that why it is so powerful when we pray with one another, why it's so powerful when we pray for one another, why it's even powerful when we touch and we agree. Sadie, you and I were talking this week. If if the Bible command is for believers to touch and agree, right? That's what you just read, yeah, Eric. absolutely. If the Bible command is to touch and agree, why? Because there's power in that agreement. There's power in that touch. How much more... How much more powerful is touching and agreeing between a husband and a wife? And yet we rarely do it. Why do we rarely do it? Because we're so busy or because it's simply, like you were saying, Sadie, it's uncomfortable. Intimacy is a vulnerable thing. And why is it, and in our intimacy conversation on the marriage bed, you know, we talk about this. Why is intimacy so so hard to talk about to the one person that you're the most intimate with? Doesn't doesn't that seem silly when you sit down and you really calculate it? You really think about it. The one person that you are the most intimate with in life, it's so hard to have an intimate conversation. And prayer's the same way. It, I, I mean, I'll just be—I'm just being honest with you, and say to you, be honest too. I can pray with a stranger far more comfortably than I can pray with you. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? That doesn't make any sense, does it? It's because I think one, it's such a vulnerable thing. Two, because Satan hates it. 
He doesn't want it in our marriages. And I think he fights it with everything in him because he knows the true power that it unlocks. He knows the deeper intimacy that it unlocks. He knows the greater faith, like you were saying, Eric, the faith that it unlocks. And he'll do all that he can. He'll use busyness. He'll use uncomfortable awkwardness. He'll use every distraction he can to keep us from praying for one another and to keep us from praying with one another. I think it was um, Sadie who said in a previous episode in this series that it's really hard to pray with someone that you just yelled at <laughs> or that you're angry with, you know, and um, and that's true, I guess, for our marriage, for, for Kayla and I, that's true for us is um, we don't have knockdown drag outs by any means, but, you know, um, like any couple, we have our, our moments and um, it's I've been quick to think, we have to pray tonight. I better be careful what I say and how I say it and, and those kinds of things. Um, because then, you know, not only are we, is there the uncomfortability of just simply praying together, but then in front of my wife, I have to ask God for forgiveness, that's right. that's <laughs> you know, right. while we're touching and agreeing. So, um, but I know one thing for me personally, when we are praying together consistently, it holds me accountable throughout the day for my actions, for how I treat my wife, for how I talk to her, um, for um, holding myself accountable in prayer has been huge um, to not make bad decisions, to be able to catch myself quicker. And uh, I found that it's made me gentler um, towards her, which is a good thing. That's right. Look up, uh, if you will, Eric, look up 1 Peter 3, 7 and read it for us. For the listeners who don't know, I'm completely blind. And so all the scriptures that I share I have to memorize, and uh, I don't want to mess this up. I want to. I want us to hear it, word for word, phrase for phrase. If you're listening and you're able, look up First Peter three seven with me because this is uh, this is exactly what you're talking about. Another reason that Satan doesn't want us praying with our spouses is because according to the Bible, and this and this falls on the men. Because this is the man, the man, this is part of headship. This is part of your role as leading your family and loving your wife. The Bible is going to teach us right here that if, if there is problems between you and your wife, God won't even listen to your prayers. Your prayers will be hindered. Re- read this scripture yeah. for us. Yeah, so First uh, Peter 3, um, verse 7, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. So, so stop right there. That, that's what you were just saying with Kayla. It helps you not be harsh with her. Yeah. It helps you treat her gently, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's exact, so notice what scripture said. Not to women, it says it to men. Live with your wives in an understanding way. Wives, if you feel like your husbands just don't understand you, it's because we don't. And Scripture commands us. Now, really, seriously, why does it not say this to women? Because women are very understanding. I was that women are right, but... You want a different eh, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what translation that is. But Follow no, no, the no. message. <laughs> but why does it say it to men? Because men, it's our, first of all, it's our greatest fault, right? Yeah. It's one of our greatest faults. And two, because we, this, this is speaking directly to our nature. Men, live with your wives in an understanding way. All right, next. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes on to say, showing honor to the woman oh. as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So that your prayers may not be hindered. Men, if you treat your wives harshly, 
if you if if you're if you have a domineering spirit where you know it's your way or the highway listen your prayers are being hindered today if you if you are not honoring your wife physically emotionally spiritually financially verbally if you are not honoring your wife in this biblical way according to the bible your very prayers are being hindered how you treat your wife depends on how god hears your prayers think about that for a moment so i i want to challenge you guys um as we're wrapping this podcast up um if you enjoyed this podcast send it to your spouse and let it be an opener for um a 10-day challenge for you guys take 10 minutes out of your day to share each share with each other your hearts and then pray together pray over one another and um, pray blessings over your spouse.